Mostly Geek Out. I am the best host of this show, James Moss. And I am the other guy, Ryan Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, are are we actually doing horror movies this week, Ryan? Yes, I I don't have any more. Actually, that's not true. Today, we're doing... A full ranking on every season of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. I wish you told me because I still haven't watched it. It's on my to watch list, but I keep getting caught up watching the same three episodes of Friends over and over. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the same thing. Friendship is Magic. So, uh. It is. <laughs> okay, we're gonna talk about horror finally. Yes, because today, as we are recording this, it is October 1st. Didn't even plan that, actually. This is just the only day we were free. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started, like... Happy accident. Story I, of my life. <laughs> happy accident. The James Moss story. <laughs> <laughs> An e-true Hollywood special. Um, I started last week watching horror movies because I couldn't wait. Yeah, I've been watching horror movies all week. Like, even in my downtime at work, I've been watching horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, luckily for me, I've been working with people who also enjoy horror movies, so I haven't had to, like, tuck away in the corner on the computer and watch them. I've actually been able to, like, put them on the TV. Nice. Um, So, this week, I've watched... I've watched three of the Saw films. Oh, yeah. Which, which three? Three of, the Hall- three of the Halloween films. Yep. I've watched The Crazies. The original or the remake? The remake. Okay. They're both good. Uh, I've watched... What was the other one we watched? Oh, 28 Days Later. Nice. And Batman vs. Superman. Also horrifying, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> Not really. No, I actually like it. I know. To some. It's an easy joke to make. I know. Um, I haven't watched anything this week that I've actually seen before. Uh, So me and Charlotte sat down and we watched a bunch of just stuff that I never got around to. Actually, neither one of us has seen. Um, Watched Urban Legend, which was fun. I know what you did last summer. Uh, The 2003 remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which was way better than I expected. Is that the one with Jessica Biel in it? Yes. And okay. I spent half the movie being like, is that Jessica Biel? I think that's Jessica Biel. I don't know what Jessica Biel looks like. Uh, watched The Witch, which was, which was pretty good. And last night we watched 13 Ghosts. You remember that? I love 13 Ghosts. I still have it on DVD. When that movie came out... I was uh, 10 or 11, and I went to go see it in a theater, and I got scared shitless. And uh, there's a scene with, like, this dead girl in a shower or something. And And anyway, I I was scared, (laughs) like, every time I went to the bathroom between the ages of, like, 10 and, I don't know, like, 15, I would open the shower curtains and look behind them because of that movie. Yeah. And and last night I watched it for the yeah, first time. Yeah, Princess. Her name was, I'm pretty sure. Yes, you're right. Um, that movie was interesting. 
Like, I like that movie. I I don't think it was like the pacing was weird. There was way way too much time spent on the backstory of the family, and not enough yeah. on the scares and kills. I really like Matthew. Yeah, that's the thing. Matthew Lillard was like the one of the best parts of the movie, but the oh yeah the design work on the the ghosts and the actual kills were pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and uh, we watched Gerald's Game that came out on Netflix on Friday. Okay, that's now I haven't read the book. It's a Stephen King book, of course, because Stephen King fever is one hundred percent right now. Um, so I haven't read the book. Charlotte says that it was an amazingly like like one of the best done adaptations she's seen. Um, I really liked it. It was interesting. <laughs> It, it's okay. not gory throughout the entire thing, but there is a scene that is one of the goriest things I've ever seen in a movie. I had to look away. I don't look away very often. It made me squirm, and I won't ruin it because it's brand new, but it's worth watching. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's 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 not, not a long watch, and it's creepy as shit. Basically, I'll, I'll give you the setup. A um, couple goes away on a little, just sort of a getaway weekend to a, like a cabin, like a, a big mansion in the woods. Um, they're getting intimate. Uh, he handcuffs her to the bed and then dies of a heart attack. So she is in this big house in the woods. Her husband is dead on the floor and she is handcuffed to a bed with no way out. Wow. Yeah, and that's that's real like the whole setup of the movie is just her trying to get out of that room. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um so I I was t- talking to you just before we started recording. I had to run out to uh Shoppers Drug Mart to pick up some M&Ms and a really fitting, uh, I had a little, I had an interesting experience, uh, I still don't have an explanation for it, so, okay. here in Portavas, I parked on the side of the building, Shoppers Drug Mart, anyone who's familiar, it's, that, it's like a really weirdly sloped parking lot, and I parked the car, and I got out, and just, I noticed just underneath my car where I'd parked, was what looked like, like a little wooden stick from... I don't know, like a, an ice cream or a, something like that. Like there was some sort of, like it wasn't quite a popsicle stick, but it was like a little longer, maybe a shish kebab. Yeah. But it was wrapped up in like saran wrap, and it was just covered in blood. What? Yes, like I'm talking like deep, dark, pooling blood. Like I, th- I thought it was roadkill at first. I, I don't know. Jesus. I don't know if this is some kind of like a dessert for vampires or like if people are selling bloodsicles. Or, I don't know what the fuck it was, man. So, I bought M and M's and I, I went home and I, <laughs> I said that that that's a fitting story. As you would. Yeah. 
I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna ask yep it's, it's October yeah can't say I've ran into anything scary yet this October but then again like I only just rolled out of bed yeah saw what was in the mirror that kind of freaked me out I didn't want to be the one to make the joke I'm glad you did <laughs> I will always make that joke yeah well let's uh, let's set up now what we're going to be doing here for the month of October um, there's way too many ideas of things to do in the show in terms of just the topic of horror movies alone so yeah uh the four episodes we're doing are set up in like everyone has a say a top five or a ranking and we got an additional question or two so we, we can get through like I don't know maybe 10 to 12 topics in the run of the month yep so today you wanna you wanna run through what we're doing here today so today we are going to be giving our pick for the best death scene yep. in, in a horror movie. Yep. We are going to be stating who we believe is the best protagonist mm. in a horror movie. We are going to be listing our top five horror movie villains. Yeah, that's the bulk of the episode right there. Yep. This was That was a hard list to make. Uh, I knew who I wanted the top two to be right off. It's the rest of the list that kind of had me debating and scratching my head. And like, there's just so many to choose from. Narrowing it down to a top five mm. was a bit difficult. Yeah, I had to skip over some some big ones, but just to try and fit them all in there. Yeah. Okay, want to get right into it? Sure. Let's do the best, uh, well you said best, best death scene, I'm calling it best kill. <laughs> because sure. what better way to start off our month of horror with a, with a greatest death? I mean, not all of them, there's many notable exceptions, but for the most part, these movies are about kills, they're about deaths. Yep. Okay. Now, um, I've got I've got two. I've got one that I think is actually the greatest, and one that is just too fun not to mention. The first one that popped in my sure. head when I when I thought of this is from Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors. Ooh. Yeah. This is it's just it's one of the more unique and I don't know. It always made me swarm a little bit. Uh, that being said, I was pretty fucking young when I watched this the first time. Um, there's a scene in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 where uh, now one of the characters in the movie, he makes these little wooden puppets. He's always carving these puppets out, right? And uh, of course, Freddy is haunting this group of people. So he's asleep in bed this night. He's got a puppet, a little, uh, an, an unfinished puppet hanging on the wall. The puppet morphs into Freddy Krueger and hops down off the wall, walks over, Freddy appears, and 
slices this guy's wrists and legs and uses his veins as puppet strings to control yeah. him. Yeah, so like like in, in, in real life now, the guy is just sleepwalking, but he's it cuts to his dream, and his veins are just like puppet strings that are pulling him along, and he ends up jumping off a balcony, right? But With a giant Freddy in the sky operating him like a marionette. Yes, yes, exactly. It's been a while since I watched it, so I, I couldn't remember every detail there. But uh, that one popped in my head immediately. And that was my answer for a while. And then I remembered, in my opinion, this is this is what I think is the greatest. 1982, The Thing. John Carpenter. Ooh. Do you know the, you know what I'm talking about? The infamous chest defibrillator, uh, I can't even pronounce it, defibrillator scene. When he goes to defibrillate the guy and his chest opens up and bites his hands? Yes. And just rips both his arms off. And, uh, like, what I like is it's so unexpected. Because it's such a, like, I mean, the guy had a heart attack or something, right? And yeah. it, it's it's not what you're expecting at that point in the movie. At, at all. And it's just so sudden. He, like, he... He uh, uses the defibrillators a couple times, and then he goes down for like I think maybe a third or fourth time, and it just opens up and engorges his arms. But what's better about it is that scene just fucking escalates so quickly to like uh, the guy's head melting off and growing legs and and fucking like they got fought they got fucking flamethrowers they're trying to take down the thing with it it just absolutely goes to shit in like a minute anyway that's my pick I think that's one of the fucking coolest scenes in a horror movie and that poor fucking guy with the arms <laughs> yeah that is a pretty good one I must say what do you have one that always stuck out in my mind as being so great is from Final Destination 2. Ooh. Um, when Evan dies. It's been, a uh, while. it's been a while since I've I've seen them, so I can't remember which is which. Which one is 2? Final Destination 2 is the one where there's supposed to be the pile-up on the freeway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And she has the premonition just as she's about to merge onto the freeway, and yep. she's just like, "Whoa, no!" And yeah, I remember that. All okay. the people who survive are like lined up behind her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the movie. Yep. Um, the character Evan is the guy who just won the lottery. Okay. Yep. And. Like, he's getting back to his apartment, and he's, like, checking his voicemail. There's a bunch of messages from, like, girls and from family members just being like, hey, call me, type thing. Because people are just after his new money. Of course, yep. And let's see if I can recount this properly. Uh, he goes to make himself something to eat. There's a frying pan with some noodles on the table and he takes the frying pan and he flicks the noodles out the window of his apartment 
so the frying pan will be empty. Places it on the stove. Grabs a box of Chinese takeout or whatever. Yep. Out of the fridge. Um, goes to pop it in either microwave or toaster oven. But before he does, when he's looking away, a fridge magnet falls off and lands in the leftovers. Yep. Pops that in the uh, pops that in the toaster oven. Yep. Then he goes to make something, spills some oil, I believe, and then he puts something else in the frying pan he just flicked the noodles out of on the stove. Um, see, it's hard to keep it all straight exactly no. what happens. Uh, no, I, then I, I, somehow I, I'm... he gets his wrist caught in the garbage disposal, I believe, as his apartment catches on fire because of the magnet in the toaster oven and the oil that was spilled everywhere. Yep. So the place is going up in flames. He thinks he's going to die, blah, blah, Finally gets his arm out of the garbage disposal. Breaks the window for his apartment. Starts climbing down the fire escape. He gets down there, gets to the little ladder at the end of the fire escape, and he's bouncing to try and get it down. It won't go down properly. Finally, it goes down a little ways. He falls. And he's just like, whoa, that was lucky, I got out of the fire. Turns to walk away, slips on the noodles he tossed out the window, lands flat on his back on all the broken glass from the window he just beat out to get out of his apartment. Yep. The fire escape ladder drops, stops above his head. He's like, whew, that was lucky. And then it gives way and drops the rest of the way, impaling his face. Yep. I do remember that. I was listening and I was like, shit, I can't remember how he actually dies because it's none of these things. It's like this. It's like the puzzle you're trying to figure out. Like, one thing leads to this, to this. Yeah. No, I remember that. That was a really fucking cool death. The Final Destination series is very novelty. Oh, yeah, for sure. But. The entire time, like, how these people end up dying sometimes is so, like, random or intricate that I'll just sit there being like, okay, so this thing is happening and then that thing's going to happen and it's just setting off this big chain reaction of events that's going to cause this person to bite it. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just be, like, on the edge of my seat with snacks being like, oh, he's going to die. <laughs> Oh, there's tap water creeping across the floor. You gonna get it now, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I haven't seen those movie, movies in a few years, though. I, me and my cousin... Mary. I want to rewatch. I've seen the first two recently again, and I kind of want to rewatch the others. Maybe that's what I'll watch today as okay. I'm cooking and cleaning. Nice. Yeah, me and my cousin marathon all five. Is it five of them? I believe there's five, yeah. Yeah, I think it was around the same time that the fifth one came out that we marathoned them, and I haven't seen them since. That was, I don't know, five years back or so. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen the last one. No? 
No. If I Speaking of movies with intricate deaths, though. Yeah. Um, there's a new Saw movie coming out. Oh yeah, I did see that. It actually looks good. I, I really like the Saw movies. Do you like all the Saw movies? <laughs> yeah. Really? See, I, I'm yeah. I'm very very hit or miss with the Saw movies. Like, I have fun watching them all, but I only think maybe half of them are good. Like, I I think the first three, and I think the second last one, I think it was like this weird thing where I was watching through the movies, and I remember around the second last one, I was like, man, this one's actually, like, there's some good stuff going on here. And then the next movie was back to the standard set by the previous. And I wasn't into... I remember five I really wasn't into. Okay. It just, it got a little too convoluted. Yeah. And uh, me and Charlotte actually have this joke where we, we, uh, we constantly reference the Saw montage. Where, like, they replay half of the movie over <laughs> over over music just so everything clicks in place for like <laughs> for that big reveal at yeah. the end or the big twist but they they like they could have they could have done those with so much less but they're like no we're going to replay like every bit of relevant dialogue and <laughs> and it's like yeah. it's like a 5 minute montage yeah yeah it's it's like it's literally longer than most of those last time on The Walking Dead. <laughs> you know. Um but no, I I think at least like at the very least the first saw is a fucking modern classic. The first saw? Yeah. Like I think like, that when I saw it and at the end when and I'm I don't give a fuck about spoilers. Movies over 10 years old. I think it's like I think it's a good 16. Yeah, because it came out in like 2000. Wait. What, what, what was it? it was early 2000s, so very early. 2004, I believe. Oh, really? Okay, so like 13 years old. Yeah, but when John Kramer stands up at the end and he was the dead guy on the floor the whole time. Yep. It blew my fucking mind. I was like, what? Yeah, it was a fucking good movie. Yeah, 2004. Nice, yep. So, starting in 2004, the first Saw came out. Yep. And so, 2004 through 2010, we had a Saw every year around Halloween. And now, seven years later, we're getting Jigsaw. Nice. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it anyway. <laughs> I found out yesterday that my Blu-ray copy... Of Saw 3D, like the most recent one, yeah, doesn't work because I tried to watch it and it just doesn't work. And I keep saying like the disc may be damaged or in upside down. It's like motherfucker is not in upside down. I just checked three times. So and I looked for scratches and everything, but I don't know. Maybe I'll just stream it somewhere because mm -hmm. I want to watch. Like I've watched all the Saws except Saw 3D. Mm. Recently, to get ready for Jigsaw. Nice. They're they're remake or they're remaking or adding a new movie on like everything now. Oh yeah, 
like because they're running out of original ideas. Oh yeah, no, I just mean like within the next year or two, they're doing all the classics. There's that new Halloween with Jamie Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, you know, what? I watched Halloween Resurrection last night, and I was because I was thinking like. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis is supposed to be back in the new Halloween, but didn't she die in Resurrection? And I just paid very close attention to her death. And Michael just kind of like stabs her in the back and like lets her drop it in the bushes. But it never really confirms that she's dead. No. Like, the bushes look like it could have broken her fall. It just shows her, like, land there in the bushes in an awkward position after being stabbed once in the back. Hmm. She very well could have survived that. Nice. Also, since we're on the topic... Yeah. At the end of Halloween Resurrection, Michael's still alive. He opens his eyes. Michael can't die until all of his bloodline is gone. Oh. Which... A, either suggests that she survived. Um, also, I can't remember saying if anything bad happened to John, Jamie Lee Curtis's son from Halloween H2O, played by Josh Hartnett. Okay. And I can't remember it saying anything happened to um, Jamie's baby from Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Which is the movie where it's stated, like, under the rune thorn, he couldn't die unless all of his bloodline was dead, like. Yeah. So, there's at least two, maybe three people in his bloodline left for him to kill. Which, you know, warrants a sequel. Yep. to Halloween Resurrection and not the shitty Rob Zombie movies that we got. I I liked the first one. The first one was alright. Um, it took too long to get to the whole like Michael's an adult thing for me. Okay. I can watch the first one. The second one was complete bullshit. Oh, 100%. Like, all of a sudden, like, out of nowhere, Lori's this grungy, badass, like, dropping out of school and doing drugs and everything, like, just out of nowhere. Like, complete one personality. Like, I guess, like, I understand people change after traumatic events, but that was a very drastic change. And then there was the whole thing where they were like biting on the Jason Voorhees territory where Jason's like always visions of his mother leaving him places and telling him what to do and then Michael's mother who was played by Rob Zombie's wife walking around in a white dress leading a horse being like do this Michael do that just because Rob Zombie cannot make a movie without giving his wife a decently large role. Yeah. That is the truth. Which just fucked up the story and the mythos for me, and that pissed me off. And Michael Myers is just supposed to be like, he doesn't talk. And he communicates just through body language, really, and like little turns of his head and everything like that. 
And then at the very end, in one of the two alternate end, in one of the two possible endings for the movie, when he gets Loomis, he pulls off his mask. Why? And looks at Doctor Loomis, says the word "die," and stabs the motherfucker. I have no idea. Like, how did Rob Zombie think that that was a good idea? <laughs> It was that moment where I was, I just started saying fuck you to Rob Zombie and I have not watched most of the movies that he's put out recently just because, well I've heard bad things about them but I just haven't been excited to watch them since Halloween 2 and then before I get a chance to watch any of his newer ones someone else will tell me like yeah it really wasn't that great and then I'm just like well fuck it I don't want to watch it now. Yeah. Um, it's my little spiel about Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's get into best protagonist. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, like there are some obvious choices to this one, but I, I and when I was looking at the protagonists for most of these movies, well, a I wanted to go with someone who was recurring. Yeah. Okay. Because. Most horror, most like slasher movies and stuff like that, the protagonist changes every movie. Yeah, it's just the same antagonist. Mm-hmm. So I wanted someone recurring, and I, you know, well, I already knew this, but I looked at it and I was like, man, like ninety percent of these are female. Yep. Yep. I didn't go recur- recur- recurring at all. I didn't go even a little bit recurring. Cool. I have a protagonist from a movie, uh, and it was never in another movie, and that was it. Um, I went with Peter from Dawn of the Dead. Cool. Played by Ken Forey, of course. Uh, And mainly it's because a lot of heroes in a lot of horror movies and this is a common complaint like they make stupid fucking decisions they you know they do all the tropes they split up they they make stupid fucking mistakes that cost themselves their lives but peter yep. does not make a fucking mistake in that movie he is trained he's level headed he never loses his cool he's completely competent in in the survival mode and yep. uh, between that and Dawn of the Dead just being like one of my favorite horror movies ever made and so Ken, good. Ken Forey is a fucking legend in horror between Dawn of the Dead yeah. Devil's Rejects uh, he shows up in a lot of like remakes and, and sequels just because people you know they they have got a lot of respect for the guy right yeah and I I mean my favorite movie of all time Shaun of the Dead had had that little nod to him uh, where Sean works at uh, the electronic store 4E Electric. Yeah. I don't know. I, I That's where I first heard of him because, I mean, I've been watching Sean of the Dead longer than I've really been much of a horror fan. And, uh, I don't know. I, 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 always, I always liked Peter and, like, even that one scene where, uh, fuck, what's the character's name? Uh, they call him Flyboy. He, uh, shoots at the zombie and like basically aims the gun at Peter in doing so and Peter 
<laughs> Peter, that's still the one time where Peter seems to actually get mad and <laughs> just stomps over and takes the gun from him. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Speaking of nods to movies. Yep. Um, in Halloween Resurrection, uh, I was watching it after I watched. I watched Halloween 2 and then I jumped to Halloween Resurrection. And the doctor in the hospital in Halloween 2, his name is Dr. Mixter. And then in Halloween Resurrection, it starts off in the mental hospital. And I believe it's a message over the intercom. Mm -hmm. Or is it that they're actually talking to someone? But either way, there's another doctor. It, it says, like, something Dr. Mixter. Nice. Yeah, so they used the same doctor's name in Halloween 2 back in, Jesus, what was that, like 79? Yeah, it was pretty, I mean, 78 was the first one, so... It was either 79 or 80. Yeah, it was pretty close. Because it was set the same night. Yeah. And then in the 90s, late 90s, I believe... When Halloween Resurrection came out, I'm just checking the date on that. Yeah, they have another doctor in the film with the same name, like same surname, anyway. Because yeah. well, the doctor in the in Halloween Two died, obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought that was a cool little nice bringing it back. Anyway, that was a little tangent. Yep. <laughs> uh, who you got for your protagonist? I have two people. Okay. 2002 was Halloween Resurrection, by the way. Okay. Um, I had two people for my best protagonist because I couldn't decide which one I liked more. Okay. Both are from franchises that I really, really like. I wonder if they're exactly who I think. There's three. Who do you think it is, There's before I say? The three that I would have in my head for you mm -hmm. are either Laurie Strode, Okay. Ash from the Evil Dead. Okay. Or maybe Ripley from Alien. Did I get any of them? Well, you got one of them. Fucking which one? <laughs> Alan Ripley from Alien. Nice. And Sidney Prescott from Scream. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That makes sense. As much as I love Halloween, which I could understand why you would suggest Laurie Strode, yeah. I don't like Laurie as a character, and I'm not really a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. In 2002, I saw Halloween Resurrection in theaters in Moncton with my father and Andrews. Because we were, like, both of our families were on a camping trip together, and... Everyone else was gone to do something. Me and Andrew really wanted to go see this movie. We were both under the age of 18. They said, sorry, guys, you can't go without, you know, an adult. So Dad was like, I'll take them. Nice. So we went and saw that. In the beginning, when Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, died, supposedly, mm -hmm. I actually cheered in the theater. <laughs> Because I've never been a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know why. Like, I 
in recent years, I'm like, I have no idea why I hated her so much as a child. Hmm. But, like, all I knew her from was Halloween and Freaky Friday. Yeah. But I couldn't stand her, so I was so happy when that character died in Halloween Resurrection. Was it was it the Activia commercials that changed your mind? <laughs> that could have been it. <laughs> I mean, those yogurts did great for my bowels. Yeah. <laughs> but Ellen Ripley is such a badass. Yeah, she is. And I find, like, with Sidney Prescott, the further into the series you get... Like, in the first one, she was a little bit of, like, the damsel, like, oh my god, blah, 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 but the further into the series you got, the more, like, hardened Sydney became, and she was just, like, she was almost taunting the killers at some point, being like, you want me, motherfucker? Come and get me. Yeah, that's true. I've handled this before, I can handle you, too. And even in Scream 4, it seems like Sydney dies. But then, like, nope, Sydney's not dead. She's just in very critical condition. And then she ends up taking the defibrillator, paddles to the sides of Jill's head, and clear. Her eyes are fucking brain. Nice. I need to see Sydney. Sydney comes out on top every time. I, I still need to see Scream 4. Oops. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about spoilers. Uh, now we're uh, we're gonna watch all the Scream movies at some point this month. I I love me some Sidney Prescott, oh, and yeah. it's not because of, like I not even that I'm attracted to Nev Campbell. I just think Sidney is a badass. Yeah. Um, I mean. In the movies, whenever Randy is explaining the rules of a horror movie, like Scream 1 and 2, Randy explains the rules of a horror movie and a sequel. Scream 3, uh, Randy's sister is like, hey, here's a tape of Randy explaining the horror movie rules for a trilogy. And while a lot of people in the room are just like, oh yeah, whatever, man, I'm gonna go have another beer, blah, blah, like, Sydney's listening to mm. what Randy says, like, she's listening to the horror movie nerd yeah. when he's explaining the rules of a horror movie. Like, don't go upstairs, don't do this, don't do that, this person always does. And Sydney's there, and you could see she's taking it all in, and she comes out on top every fucking time. Yep. You're not wrong. Sometimes, you know, like, obviously she has help from other characters like Gail and Dewey and Randy and people like that. But she's the main character in these movies. When it comes down to it, she's the one who always finishes off the killer. It always, like, it all ties into Sydney and something to do with her mother or her family or... Just, you know? Yep, yep. 
So I'd have to say Sidney Prescott, but Ellen Ripley is a very, very, very close second. Yep. No, those are good answers, actually. I I didn't think of either one of those. You want to get into the villains? Yes, sir. I was just having a drink. Ah. So we are doing our top five villains. Yes. Now, I mean, horror would not be what it is today without the iconic villains that horror movies have presented to us. So yeah. th- this is going to get interesting. Uh, so Okay. Um, have... There's one that almost made my list. Okay. Me too, actually. But, but didn't. Yeah. I'm going to wait until after we say our list. And then I kind of have this little honorable mention. Yeah. I've got... In case it doesn't make either one of our lists. And I want to see if you know this character's actual name. Okay. Okay, so... Okay. so do you want to give your five first? Yep. I'll give my five. How do you decide your five? Uh, that, uh... Was it just like your personal favorites or... Yeah, like it's a, it's a mix. Um, I don't know. It's really fucking hard. I, I, it was a really hairy list to make. There were a couple of characters I just feel like I couldn't leave out. I already had my number one. My number one was set in stone from the beginning. Yeah, same. And top two. My my two and three moved around a little bit, and my four, five, and honorable mention sort of moved around a little bit. I had to, there was some I yeah I don't know I'm just gonna list them and we'll we'll discuss. Cool. Okay, number five because I did rank them. Um, Michael Myers. Awesome. And we'll get into that as wise five and not higher. Uh, number four, Leatherface. Nice. Number three, although I'm really torn between two and three here. Number three for me is The Thing. Awesome. Number two, I'm not sure how to, the, the proper name here, but the Alien Queen, the Queen of Xenomorph from the original Alien. I think they just called it uh, the Queen. Yeah, the Queen. And number one for me is Freddy Krueger. So we didn't have a lot of overlap at all. I was thinking that yeah, there was a couple I was thinking that you probably would have. I wouldn't. Okay, you list your yeah, five. Yeah, we only had two in common, and they weren't in similar places on the list. I think I got a guess as to which two. Okay, you uh, you give yours, and then we'll discuss it all, all over. And we'll discuss? Yep. Um, I went with a little bit of personal preference little bit of cultural impact yep and I took into account their body count like yeah I know you uh, you were telling me you did that yeah okay so number five I said Freddy Krueger oh okay yep uh, number four I said ghostface nice number three Hannibal Lecter yep Number two, I said Michael Myers. Okay, yep. 
And number one, as soon as we came up with the idea for this, I knew Jason Voorhees had to be my number one. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, um, yeah, we got two two that crossed over. Let's talk about those first. Because Freddie was at the top of your list and bottom of mine, and Michael was at the top of my list and bottom of yours. Yeah. Okay. So here's something I have to admit, although I might lose a lot of credibility. The only okay. Halloween movies I've ever seen are the original and the two Rob Zombies. Okay. So I don't know that much about Michael Myers at all. I'm planning to watch every single one this month. Nice. But, but I, I could not deny the uh, how iconic Michael Myers is, yeah. how impactful the original Halloween was, and oh, yeah. how fucking cool Michael's backstory is. It it was I I the list didn't feel right without him on it. The further into the series you get, the more it explains his backstory. Like people were like, well, if he spent his entire life in an insane asylum, how does he know how to drive? Well, it kind of hints at that in number six, the curse of Michael Myers. Okay, that that was a question I had. Yeah, <laughs> and funny enough, you watch Halloween six during the opening credits it says introducing and starring Paul Stephen Rudd oh really yep nice. Paul Rudd got his start in in the Halloween franchise I didn't know that I remember like a young Paul Rudd from uh, 10 Things I Hate About You <laughs> was he in 10 Things I Hate About You is that the one I'm thinking of maybe, maybe I'm I don't think so Fuck, what am I thinking of? Heath Ledger. Yeah. Hold on, I'll... I'll... Joseph Levitt, oh. David Krumholtz. No, he was in... He was in Clueless. Yes. Clueless is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I was gonna say, because I've seen 10 Things I Hate About You more than 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really enjoy that movie. Yeah, it's a pretty fucking good movie. Been a while, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Paul Rudd got his start in the Halloween franchise. Much What's like that? Jennifer Aniston uh, in the first Leprechaun, it says introducing Jennifer Aniston. Really? And in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, it Johnny, says introducing Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yep. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that's why that's why Michael makes my list but doesn't get high up it because I, I don't know Halloween that well. See, I could just go on with Halloween trivia right now, such <laughs> as, like, well, I mean, a lot of people know this now, that Michael's iconic white mask was originally a William Shatner mask from yeah. Star Trek that mm -hmm. they painted white. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, because, well, Star Trek was so popular back in the 70s when that movie first came out. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been easy um, to get your hands on it. A lot of people complain about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, because it has nothing to do with the rest of the series. Yeah. But what happened was John Carpenter didn't want to make three movies about Michael Myers. No. So at the end of Halloween 2, Michael Myers is supposed to be dead. And then he made just a third horror movie 
set on Halloween just to fulfill his contractual obligations to make the third movie. Yeah. And because he had zero interest in making any more movies about Michael Myers. Mm. But then, like, everyone wanted more Halloween, wanted more Michael Myers, so Mustafa Akkad purchased the rights to the character and made the rest of the movies up until the Rob Zombie shit. I, I honestly... I love the first Rob Zombie movie. Like, you, you kind of have to take it out of the context of the others a little. I mean, I don't know the whole story, but even taking it out of the context of the first one a little bit, but on its yeah. own, I think it's a fucking solid horror movie. And I really, really like the backstory with the kid. I love the kid that played him. The kid who played him in the first one was good. The kid who plays him in his visions of himself as a child in the second one Okay, I don't. It's just very oh, yeah. bland and flaccid. I I think the best way to do it is to take the first Rob Zombie movie out of the context of the second one because the second one just fucking sucked. Yeah. If you can take the first one on its own, I think it's fucking. I mean, especially for something made in the two thousands, because there's a lot of shit made in the two thousands. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing I tell people to do with Halloween 3. Yeah. Watch it as a separate movie, not as part of the Halloween franchise, not as part of the series. Just watch it as its own individual movie, and it's great. Most people just get hung up being like, oh, Halloween 3, nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's just completely out of left field. It's so stupid. I'm like, no, just don't call it, don't even call it Halloween 3. Just call it Season of the Witch. Yeah, is and it, watch it, is and it, forget it has anything to do with Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Is, and is it good though? It's a pretty decent movie. Yeah. Also, the actor who played Michael Myers in Halloween Two, when he was still being referred to as the Shape. Yeah. The actor's name was Dick Warlock. Dick Warlock. Dick Warlock. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I don't yeah, know. sounds like some kind of porn wizard. <laughs> oh, that's fucking <laughs> awesome. Anyway, let's move on to Freddy Krueger. Yeah. I could talk about Halloween all fucking day. Yeah. See, Nightmare on Elm Street were one of one of my first introductions introductions into horror. Nice. I did see the third one first, and then went back. For some reason, the Johnny Depp death scene from the original Nightmare on Elm Street yep. was a contender for my best nice. death. That's a good one. Yeah, they've got some good kills in those movies. Oh, all of them do. Yeah. Um, for me, I just I think the concept of Freddy is just the most terrifying. Like, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to run away from someone like trying to get away from Michael or Jason but when you the trick is to just stay awake that's fucking terrifying yep that's a fucking scary concept when you really think about it and I mean compare that with the or uh, combine that with how iconic his look is I mean burnt skin hat 
blades on your fingers and uh, the striped sweater. It's it's very it's a very simple but iconic look, which I think is a big part of being a great horror villain. Yeah. I don't know. Freddy always just stood out as like he was always the uh, what it like he he was the definition of horror villain to me. So yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Like the only reason I think I ranked Freddy so low on my list is because of like his backstory is a good one. It's an original one. Um, in the remake, they made him a pedophile, which I didn't like. I was kind of hoping in the Jackie Earl Haley version, he was an innocent guy who they mistakenly thought was a pedophile and and killed him and then he was just like well fuck you you guys killed me when I was an innocent man now I'm gonna get your kid that you thought I touched that's what I was hoping they were gonna do mm. I think we but t- then they actually made him a pedophile and I was like oh, I can't root for a pedophile no but see I kind of like that because that adds a a, a darker layer. Yeah. I I I the really fact that he killed kids before he died in the first one in the Robert Englund ones. The fact that he was just a child murderer. Yeah. I was still kind of like, eh, like going after teenagers. I get because all these big bads go after teenagers, but murdering little kids, it's like, uh, kind of. Like, I like rooting for the villain in these movies. Okay. Like, yeah, I get him. Like, oh, Jason's going to get you now. It's like, oh, motherfucker, you just made a big mistake. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter's going to eat your fucking face. Yeah, that's a good but point. It's hard, to, it's hard to root for, the, for him like that, yeah. It's hard to root for someone who murders or molests children. Yeah. Which kind of made me not like Freddy as much as I could have. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, on my list, uh, I've got Leatherface, The Thing, and The Queen. You've got Jason, Hannibal, and Ghostface, was it? So, um... Let's talk about Jason, real quick. Talk about Jason? Yeah. You're number one. Um, You're number one, and he didn't make my list. Well, one of the reasons why I had to list Jason is, like, Jason was the first one I watched. Yeah. So he has that nostalgic value for me there. The sheer number of movies he has. The body count he has. If my math is correct, which it is, you know, I, I think it's, if it's not correct, it's close. His body count is somewhere in the ballpark of 195. Shit. Yeah. Whereas Freddy is only in the 40. Okay. Um, 
Like Norman Bates only killed twenty people. Jaws killed twenty one. Yeah. Jason is almost at two hundred. It would have been in the two hundreds if I because the I went through multiple sites trying to figure out like his body count. And they listed it by individual movie and then just added the total together. But they all included the first movie and it's like no, Jason's mother was the killer in the first one. Yeah. So you can't count that. No, of course. But how many people will look at a hockey mask, at a goalie mask, and just instantly call it a Jason mask? Yep, it's true. I mean, the Simpsons have parodied it. Like, it's been fucking everywhere. The yeah. number of, like, references and parodies and everything of Jason. And the thing that I find interesting Even is... Even the Menzingers have a music video with Jason yeah. in it. Like, the question is, was Friday the 13th actually much of a uh, a superstition before these movies? I have no idea. I think it was, because... Um, I don't know which came first. I think the superstition came first that it was just like bad luck to wear black on Friday the 13th okay and then they just made a horror movie surrounding the date yeah type thing kind of like how Halloween was spooky before Michael Myers yeah yeah of course and Elm Street was fucked before Freddy, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, I don't know. Like, Jason is not something. I, like, I never really watched a lot of those movies growing up. Yep. And uh, I, I guess it's hard to deny how iconic and how um, how relevant to pop culture those movies are. But if I'm making a list of five, I mean. To me, Jason is a poor man's Michael. That that's very fair. I don't. I I, I like Michael more, but it was largely Jason's body count that put him at number one for me. Yeah, no, that's fair. I didn't. And like... there's more cultural references to Jason than to Michael. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um. Let me see. So I've got Leatherface on mine, not on yours. I considered Leatherface, but, you know, I had to give it to Ghostface and Hannibal. That's fair. I mean, Hannibal Lecter is terrifying. Yeah, he, he was my honorable mention. Yeah. And the one I would consider an honorable honorable mention, I took off the list to put Hannibal there. Okay. Who who do you have um, for what honorable mention? Yeah. I'm gonna see if you know this character's name. Okay. The demon from The Exorcist. Oh, uh, not the name of. Uh, oh Jesus! What's the 
I can't even remember the little girls. Not, not Reagan. Yeah. Uh, the Demon? Yep. Oh, I don't because know. Because there's, there's numerous sequels to The Exorcist, and it's supposedly the same entity, evil entity, in all the movies. At one point in the movie, it says, like, I am the devil, but it's not actually the It's just a demon. I don't, not Satan himself. I don't know that at all. I, I don't think, I don't know if I've ever known it. The demon is listed as being named Pazuzu. Is that Hazuzu or Kazuzu? Pa, P. Pa, pa? P? Yeah, P. P U Z U Z U, I believe. Pazuzu. <laughs> I've never yeah. heard of that. Not, not like Banjo Pazuzi. <laughs> I uh, know I've never heard that. That's interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was ever officially confirmed that it's the same entity in all the Exorcist movies, but um, it's largely speculated that it is, and it's not until one of the sequels where it actually says its name. Huh. I, I was doing a lot of research for this episode and watching like countdowns on YouTube of like best horror villains and best deaths and nice. I watched like a five part series best one hundred deaths in horror movies, which was really interesting. Cool. But yeah, when I was doing my research I came across this where it actually said the demon's name. And I was thinking, you know, about how much The Exorcist traumatized people when it first came out and everything like that and I still know people to this day that take multiple sittings to get through that movie really yeah I don't I don't, I don't find that movie that bad like I really enjoy the movie but I oh, mean I love it. it I mean it's the context of modern day too right yeah and I mean not everyone likes horror movies like we do no exactly um I still haven't seen the sequels. I've heard of the third one's good. Uh, I have The Exorcist and Exorcist The Beginning here on DVD. Okay. So many good horror movies. Like, when I bring my horror movie collection, like my binder of horror movies to work, <laughs> I always get the same reaction from coworkers. Like, that's all horror movies. Like, yeah, this this binder is just for horror movies. <laughs> I left my comedy binder and my action binder at home. Nice. Um, like, I had so many horror movies that my ex bought me this big binder for them because I didn't have room for all the cases in our tiny apartment at the time. That's fucking awesome. Um, I'm gonna just run through my takes on a couple we haven't really gotten into that much of yet. And then sure. you can do the same. Um, well, there was, a, I had two honorable mentions. Um, the one, first was Hannibal Lecter. I didn't put him on the list because as much as I love Hannibal, I think it's that I love the movies more so. Yeah. Like I, he's a fucking great character, and I really want to read the books, um, 
I really enjoyed the show they did as well with Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, yeah. Like, Anthony Hopkins and Mads Mikkelsen did very, very different takes on the character, but fucking nailed it. So good. I also really, uh, I I never watched a lot of them. I watched, like, I mean, Silence of the Lambs is a classic, but uh, only within the last couple years, Charlotte got me to watch a lot of the other ones. And Red Dragon is fucking awesome. Isn't it though? I fucking love that movie. I don't know how that didn't get better ratings. I I have no idea. Like, um, fucking Ralph Fiennes in that movie. So good. As uh, was it Francis Dollarhide? Is that right? Yeah. Man fucking creepy um that scene where he rips up the pitcher and eats it yes oh then I just love anything with Ed Norton in it yeah exactly that adds a lot to that movie and um so. is it which movie is it with, with Philip Seymour Hoffman is it the is it uh, Hannibal or Red that, Dragon? No, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in Red Dragon, isn't he? I can't remember. I remember the scene with the the the. Yes, it is Philip Seymour Hoffman in Red Dragon because um, Francis Dollarhide is uh, got him strapped to this old-fashioned wheelchair, and he's like, "Do you see what I've become? Do you see?" Yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's there, like, crying and naked, like, yes, I see, I see. And then there's the scene where he's just, like, on fire, rolling down the street. Yep. That was really fucking good. That's another yep. That's another contender for death. That's a good one. Yeah, that is. Uh, also, another one I was thinking about for best death was in Hannibal, where um, they push Mason Berger out of his wheelchair into the pen with all those boars. Yep. And they fucking eat them. Yep. That was a good one too. Yeah. Um, so many... I had Wasn't a... that Gary Oldman? I think it was, yeah. That sounds right. I'm fact-checking that as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if we had to fact-check all of our episodes, we'd need to do an entire episode on the, the, <laughs> the just shit we fucked up. Um, let me see. Leatherface. Uh, I had I, I had to add Leatherface, honestly, just because he's one of the villains that creeps me out the most. Like, Leatherface was also very close to making my list. Like, but I used Ghostface instead because, well, I'm such a sucker for the Scream series, and again, like the cultural references. Um, there's the Netflix Scream series, which I I enjoy. I still haven't watched that either. I need to get on that. Oh, it, it's it's good. There's two seasons, I believe. Nice. Um, you previously mentioned how you like uh, Bex Taylor Klaus, is it? Yes. 
Yeah, she's in that. Cool. Um, but the first scary movie with the Wayans and everyone like that yep. was largely a scream spoof. Yeah. Like, yeah, it had references to a lot of other movies and pop culture things, but it was largely a scream spoof. You know what's funny about and that? And I loved that. Something really funny. Um, I used to be a really, really big fan of the original scary movie. Uh, I still am. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't know how it holds up. And the fact of the matter is I watched it as a kid a lot. Yeah. So... I watched that movie for years before I ever saw Scream or uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. And uh, so when I first watched those movies, like I know uh, Scream years ago, but I Know What You Did Last Summer I watched like this week for the first time. Yeah. And I basically knew how the movie played out because they parried it so close to the actual movie. Yeah. And that's what's funny. Like I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, yeah. it makes the jokes a little better. Honestly, I'm thinking back to it like, does. like, uh, yeah. I won't even, I won't even spoil any of the movies. Anyway, just just a couple scenes that I, like, as soon as I saw the setting, I was like, oh shit, this is what's gonna happen now. Yep, I loved it. Like, like I still the, do love it. The beauty contest scene, basically, that, was a that big movie. One. That series, scary movie, went downhill bad, though. Oh, me and you and Charlotte and I think maybe another friend or two went to see Scary Movie 5 when that came out. Yep. Oh, man, that was painful. Charlotte said as we were leaving the movie that me and you bitching about the movie was funnier than the actual movie itself. It made her laugh more. Remember how there was a running joke about someone getting... Kicked in the nuts or something. Yeah. And was, we were just counting it. Like, oh, that's that's hit number 27. Okay. Got an hour left to this thing. <laughs> I remember I actually got agitated with the people who were sat behind us who actually found it funny and were laughing at the movie. I got agitated by people finding this movie funny. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> um, yeah. The, another honorable mention, I, and it's it's interesting, and here's why. Um, I was trying to think of, like, modern-day villains that would work, and the closest I could come up with is... Do Donald you, Trump. <laughs> fucking Christ. No, we're not, we're not even going there. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen the movie It Follows? Yes. I fucking love that movie. So good. I thought of I thought of that and I was like, you know, that it's not an iconic one being villain, but in modern day, like that is one of the coolest uses of a villain in a horror movie because it, that, like it's just so unsettling that uh, if if you haven't seen the movie, um it's basically this thing latches onto you and it's coming to kill you but it could be coming in the form of any random person yep so every single human being you see could be someone coming to kill you 
and that's so fucking cool because there were scenes where like uh, the main character was sitting there with her friends and you see someone walking from the distance and she's just getting completely like nerve-wracked at is that person going uh, coming to me or is that just a random person walking by and in terms of like using your budget to display an absolutely unsettling villain that's genius oh yeah fucking brilliant movie anyway back to our actual list uh, we talked about um, Freddy, Michael talked about Ghostface, talked about Jason talked about Hannibal um, talked about Leatherface briefly I just wanted to say that like Leatherface creeps the shit out of me because the way he walks with that chainsaw and the noises he makes are just unsettling I cannot like <laughs> Leather Leatherface is one of the like those movies are one of, are some of the few movies that actually scare me a little because Leatherface is just so fucking creepy yep it's, it's even less to do with like how iconic Leatherface is or how much I like those movies versus other horror movies and more just with like he's too creepy not to have in my top five Leatherface is great oh. but I just like these five so much more yeah that's fair uh, The Thing I've already fucking talked about how much I love The Thing in the kills uh, area I'm probably going to end up talking about this movie a lot more over the next couple episodes because it's a fucking great movie it's, it's definitely one of my favorites hell yeah well we got all October to do horror episodes exactly um the Queen um I mean as much as I love horror I love sci-fi so much more I think and uh I don't know, they managed to make something so huge and so <laughs> fucking intimidating very quiet and very uh, like somehow you still don't know where it is even though it's this fucking giant alien and I think yeah. that like especially the first movie the first movie is very very creepy and um, I love the, the design of the character I don't know. Alien's a personal favorite. I had to put it up there. I have no idea what I want to watch more today. <laughs> All I know is I just want a marathon horror movie after horror movie. Yeah. I'm not sure what we're going to watch tonight. I've got to go in for a night shift, but I think me and Charlotte are going to do popcorn and another horror movie. I'm not sure what's next on the list. After this discussion with Ripley coming up as one of my top protagonists and you bringing up the Queen, I kind of want to watch those movies. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, awesome. I'm trying to think now. Uh, well, I think that about wraps it up yeah. for today, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was trying to think. I thought it was one on your list that we missed, but no, it wasn't. That was all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that, that, uh, that about wraps it up for our very first horror episode. And, uh, yeah. my God, we're actually having an episode released on time this week. 
Ooh. Ooh. Let's give ourselves a big pat on the back there. The cause for celebration. <laughs> I think uh, I'll celebrate with snacks and horror movies. Yep, me too. Uh, I got M&Ms and oh, oh, I got to tell you this one. Uh, so you're, we, we talked in, in the birthday episode about uh, you're a big popcorn lover, right? Yes. But let's be real here. There's popcorn and then there's theater popcorn. Now, this is not a paid sponsor, but if you can get your hands on something called Flavacol, that's F-L-A-V-A-C-O-L, Charlotte managed to find this stuff, and you do, like, homemade popcorn from popcorn kernels in a pot on on, the, on a burner, and you, yep. you sprinkle a bit of the stuff on it while you're cooking it, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating, it is exactly like theater popcorn it's it is i think it's actually what they use to make theater popcorn as in i am no longer tempted to ever buy movie theater popcorn again because i can make it well i can't make it i'm not a good cook charlotte can make it (laughs) so yeah um if you ever see this stuff, man, pick it up, give it a shot, because you'll you'll you will not believe how good homemade fucking popcorn can be with this shit. Nice. It really adds to the whole to the whole movie and popcorn at home experience. Anyway, awesome. We should get sponsored by Flavicol, I guess. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> so flavor call if you're if you're listening, I don't know. Give us a call. Yeah, I don't I don't know who your people are. I doubt there any one of our half a dozen friends that uh, listen to this, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, I'm planning on doing a set of videos for YouTube yes. that involve watching horror movies and eating things. So if anyone would ever like to join me and be a guest for these videos, that involve, all, all you gotta do is come over, hang out, watch horror movies, and eat stuff. <laughs> and maybe talk about the horror movies a little bit. But I'm planning on doing this, and it's not just for the month of October, it is Whenever, so if you're interested, hit me up. We'll eat some shit. We'll watch some horror movies. We'll have some laughs. We'll discuss. We'll post some highlights on YouTube, maybe. Yes. Cool. And as usual, I'm continuing with the Tridents and Tracers, and I believe I'll be doing a new reviews this week. Uh, the, the season finale of Rick and Morty is tonight, so I think I'm going to do a review of the season. Because, why not? Um, and hopefully, I think I might throw in a couple horror-themed noob reviews throughout the month. I think you should. Yeah, I, I'm going to try and figure out what exactly to do there. Maybe there's... Uh, Maybe with some of the movies I'm watching that I've never seen before, I can throw something in like that. I'm not sure. I'll figure it out. Awesome. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening once again. 
Uh, thanks for sticking through the uh, missed weeks and delays and so on. Uh, and as always, you can check out episodes of Jedi Dropouts or our spinoffs, uh, or the couple spinoffs I have so far. Uh, new reviews, Trident Tracers, and maybe some coming YouTube videos. Uh, you can check out those YouTube videos on our YouTube account, of course. You can check out all of our audio recordings on uh, www.jedidropouts.podbean.com or on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow us yeah. on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, where else can you find us, James? NTV News. <laughs> I'm Don Bradshaw. Yeah, perfect. We sh- we should get Don Bradshaw as, as a guest. My girlfriend loves to point out the fact that he lives just up the street from me. Oh, does he really? That's perfect. Yeah, every time she sees his little NTV Jeep outside his house, she's like, Don Bradshaw, NTV News. I mean, he'd be, yeah, he'd be a good... I get it. He's my neighbor. He'd be a good guest. He He has a voice for it. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's do. Oh, let's, let's do top five episodes of NTV News. All right. <laughs> let's let's rank let's rank the NTV News hosts. Or fan fan cast a reboot of NTV News. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> or uh, maybe. Brian Snodden as Eddie Shear. <laughs> Eddie Shear is Ryan Snodden. <laughs> uh, Alright, now we're just getting ridiculous. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum as Glenn Carter. <laughs> <laughs> which makes yeah. me which makes me hope that the uh the line news uh finds a way would be in there somewhere. <laughs> okay. I think that's enough for today. Yep, now we're getting stupid. Yep. Okay, thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, thank you for dropping by. And? Something, something, drop out. Yeah. Something, something, spooky, horror. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Spoopy. you know what? Let's let's go out on this real quick. I I just realized something I was gonna mention at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever watch Goosebumps? And are you are you afraid of the dark as a kid? Yes. Wh- which was there either one that you leaned to, or did either one like scare you too much? As a child, are you afraid of the dark? Scared me too much, so I watched Bumps ex- exclusively because I was. T- of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I Goosebumps came on first, so I'd always watch Goosebumps, and then when Are You Afraid of the Dark came on, I'd like rush to change the channel because I was like, oh god, oh god, and and even the opening scared the shit out of me. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But now I love Are You Afraid of the Dark. Oh yeah, I haven't watched it in in years, but I'm I'm probably gonna go back to that. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
that's enough until next week and next week we'll uh we'll do something we'll, we'll reveal our, our next topic of discussion for horror month i couldn't come up with a catchy name for horror month for october uh we'll brainstorm one yeah try and have one by the end of the day okay sounds good <laughs> <laughs> later all right peace out